right. John's going to have to figure out his audio settings in real time. He has to figure out his audio again. Oh, yeah. No, this is like a constant thing. Yeah, Jess is asking me. Yeah, this is like a constant thing where John can never figure. This should just be a reoccurring segment where John figures out how to use his computer. I mean, it already is. (laughs) All right. Is that good? Holy shit. All right. Are we ready? Sounds pretty good. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Good Games Podcast. Uh, my name is James. I'm Leo. And I'm John. Uh, welcome, guys. Uh, we're, Thank you. We're, 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 a, we're a whole week late, and uh, we are almost a couple more days late. Yeah, this was, this was rough. Uh, yeah. But, you know, things. a lot of things are happening right now, you know, so. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes life, schedules, life, life is on. Yeah, life is busy. Life is busy. Yeah. But. Yeah. Today we've got we've got some time. We're going to talk about Katana Zero, uh, hmm. uh, one of the breakout indie hits of uh, the the year this year. What, what did you guys think of this game? Um, if I can sum it up in mm-hmm. two words, go ahead. Sum it up I in would two words. Say frustratingly good. Oh, okay, John. What are your two words? Uh good and good. That's that's good three words. Good. That's three words. Maybe it was like uh, an ampersand. I would say stylish, stylishly good. Oh, I'm gonna go with fuck yeah. Those are my two words. Okay, fuck yeah. Uh, I love this game. Um, it's very good. This very good game. reminds me a lot of Hotline Miami. Um, so for the uninitiated, uh, Katana Zero is a game by ASCIIsoft. I don't know, an indie indie developer published by Developer Digital came out th- earlier this year like a month or so ago, maybe 2 months now at this point. Um it is a like from uh, it's so one guy if, by it, the way. It's what? What developed by one person, Justin. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Justin. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um which like you can tell games like the, you, you can tell when a game is developed by a small team. It just has a uh, a really strong sense of identity and like sense of self which this game definitely has it's um i i compare it a lot to hotline miami where uh like levels are short but very difficult um and like there's a lot it's a lot of like fast-paced action where you you have to clear rooms full of dudes but in hotline miami hotline miami the the camera is like a top-down perspective uh this is um from the side so like a traditional like um like I don't know Mario, like from the side two D platformer, two D side really... scroller platformer. Uh, it's yeah, 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 comparing yeah. this game to Mario. Because... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I was just using Mario as a touch point so that people know where the camera is, even though there's not really a camera in a two D game. But yeah, yeah. Um, just just to contrast it with Hotline Miami, which I, I think this game is going to draw a lot of comparisons with Hotline Miami. Uh, both have like a really like strong sense of style. Like this game's art is like off the fucking chain. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the style in this game is amazing, um, and both are you know k- killing like killing or clearing out rooms full of dudes. Fast action, like short levels, but very difficult. Um, yeah, this game just like I don't know oozes style. Uh, like the pixel graphics are like the pixel graphics. And animation and like screen effects uh, are like very good. Superb, um, I would say. Superb, superb. Um, and also, both both this and Hotline Miami have uh, really good like like uh, synth. how do you, synth like electronica like dance yeah. dance yeah. like almost techno but not really like a like a you know what it is it's um, yeah. there's an artist. What, what's what dubstep? Stuff stealth step. Stealth, stealth step. step? I'm yeah. I'm sorry. Excuse me. What yeah. stealth step? That's Is that what it's genre. called? Mm, stealth step. Um, but there's an artist um that I'm familiar with called Kavinsky, who mm-hmm. who does a lot of stuff like this. It's like that sort of Blade Runner e, uh, you know, 
like yeah. bright lights, but like a dark sort of eighties style sort of yeah. sound. <laughs> There's a lot of synths, it's like eighties like synth keyboard. Yeah, sort of it's sound. like if if like the Blade Runner synth uh, was adopted, like was mixed with like dance techno music kind yeah, of but, but like more yeah. chill yeah yeah like yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there, there's a lot of like upbeat tracks in uh katana zero but there's a lot of like really chill yeah very yeah blade runnery themes yeah yeah, yeah. um all right uh gameplay uh what did you what did you guys think so the basic um the basic gist to any level in katana zero is you have a room full of dudes you gotta kill all the dudes in the room but um, your character has one special ability that he can slow down time, uh, and you have like a little meter. And as you use your time slow ability, uh, your meter burns, but it'll slowly come back. You know, so you can slow down time just for a brief instant to like well, dodge or deflect. Two special yeah. abilities, yeah, two two special abilities. He also has the roll. Uh, true. So you have like a role where you're invincible. You have like some invincibility frames on your role where you can, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, roll through attacks or dodge bullets or whatever. I don't know. The superhuman one to me seems to be the ability to slow down time. There is another superhuman one th- thematically as well. I don't know if it's a. It's not. It's like a passive ability. You would. You might say. What do you mean? Uh, you don't really die in the game. Yeah, and that's kind of mixed thematically with his uh, with his ability to slow down time, which I guess we'll get to the theme and the story of this game. But uh, yeah, thematically, you never die in this game. Like even if you fuck up, it's um, it's pitched thematically like uh, your character your character is like planning what he's going to do in the room. So if you die, he's like, oh no 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 no, actually that's not going to work. Let me think through this another way. And then, like, yeah. when he gets it perfectly and he clears out the whole room, he's like, yeah, got it. That's exactly so, what you're going to... So, by the way, I love, love that theme. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. uh-huh. yeah, amazing. Yeah. It does it yeah. for me, like, so perfectly. Yeah. It makes dying feel a little bit less, like, I don't know. Like, it just affects me less. And this game was very frustrating in, in how difficult the levels were, but I could not put the damn thing down mm-hmm. because I just, like... At, when all was said and done, I was like, I did. It's like I did that in one life. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty cool when it shows you the security tape of your actual playthrough and yeah, it yeah. Forces that like, oh, you don't die in this game. You, yeah. you relive everything multiple times to get it right. Yeah, yeah. So when you successfully <laughs> complete a level, you watch a replay of yourself. But also the cool thing about the replay is that the replay is all in real time. So if you ever used your slow motion ability to like dodge or deflect a bullet, that's just played back in real time. So you look like extra superhuman if you pulled off a bunch of ridiculous dodges and deflects and all this stuff. Uh, Yeah, that's a very, very good uh, end of level replay is very good. I also like that um, it's like one of the very few games that thematically just um, not thematically justifies death but like thematically incorporates uh like a fail state like what happens if the player fails on a level like thematically incorporates fail state into the theme of the game right because like most video games don't do that so like what is the theme of to go back to super mario brothers like so like does mario defeat bowser but only after dying 112 times like like so is the one life of Mario the one where he like does it perfectly? Is that the one that counts? And then like the other ones were like false memories or like they didn't or, really. Or when happen, he's dying, or, is he like yeah. almost dying? He's like fatally wounded, but then eats a mushroom and then he's ah, okay. Ah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like to, I yeah. like to think there's thousands of Italian plumbers all named ah, <laughs> the thousand Mario theory. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So the basic basic gist of any level is you there's a room full of dudes and you kill them all. Did you ever get the sense that this game was repetitive? Like where you're like, oh, I'm doing the same thing over and over again. Like never. not not from level to never. level. No, never, no. Never, never, ever, ever did I feel yeah. that. Which like well, every level mechan- they're introducing a new mechanic. Or I a new, know, you know, whatever. I know. Which great. It's so good. Yeah. Um, like th- there is constantly like they'll play with level design. They'll play with. Um, not necessarily, yeah, kind of new mechanics or like new enemy types that you haven't yeah, seen yet. Yeah, new enemy types or, like, or new like, yeah, like type of uh, puzzle-y type of like yeah, 
enemy like approach you have to take a different approach you have to take with certain enemies or whatever yeah so like one level will be like um uh okay so like you start out right next to the door that you need to get into but it's locked and you need like three keys that are scattered throughout the rest of the level so you go on like a scavenger hunt there's levels where it's like um like one of the later games in a level is you're just you're like in a military bunker and you're just going down floor to floor to floor to floor like oh yeah that was a great level <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one was like the true test of like, have you mastered this game? All the skills, right? Yeah, yeah. They yeah, threw like no every enemy type. Level. What's that? There's no, there's no checkpoint. So yeah, no yeah, extra yeah. Room where mm-hmm. you have to walk through. You have to go through like fourteen different guys on. Different yeah, points. so that was, was the one was... really overly frustrating part about this game. Sometimes it's like I could spend ten minutes trying to perfectly get through the whole stage or something and then like one guy will just barely hit me and yeah. i have to do the whole damn thing over again like but like uh it's not <laughs> these these levels are like even shorter than hotline miami level. like a place some of them like some of them took take a while though because it's like there's one in particular seconds, 30 there's one seconds. no 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 there's one in particular that i'm that i'm recalling it's the one i spent like the most amount of time on and like you start out on the bottom left, and there's one dude right by that door, but then it's like three stories, like three levels on the map up and down. And Is there's the one with the flamethrower. Th- yeah, I think there's like a flamethrower, which I didn't realize was a frame flamethrower <laughs> uh, for a while. And then there's like there's like there has to be like fifty dudes in that room, and there's three levels. Yeah, and oh, no I know exactly the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone has yeah. to know that has to be like the longest level in the entire game. Yeah, but there's like, like a max. There's a max timer on any level, which is like what, like a mi- minute, maybe like a minute thirty, two minutes at the most. Like I guess it just felt never... longer because of the intensity. I don't know. I I like the challenge definitely. Like I yeah. don't want the game to be easy. I, I no like, no I, yeah I I welcome the frustrating, but sometimes it was just like. I, it's like part of me wanted to put the game down because it was so frustrating, but then I never mm-hmm. did put it down because like. I just wanted to beat it. It's hard. It's like a weird mix. But it's like, it's super difficult, but it's not punishing. Like, it's not. Because, like, Dark Souls is difficult and punishing. Because, like, when you die, you really do lose, like, 15, 20 minutes of progress. And you're like, fuck off. Like, this, you lose, like, 30 seconds. And you're like, all right, I got this. I got this. I got this this time. It's it's really just the perfect amount of, of, like, kind of feeling like you have to restart that level. It's like you don't Mm -hmm. feel bad about it, but you do feel frustrated that you can't beat it. Yeah, um, it strikes, so yeah. It strikes it that balance part perfectly. Like you know yeah, what you really did does. wrong, and you don't lose so much time over it either. And then, and yeah. then my thing is when you're when it's all said and done, like finishing out all the levels on that stage or whatever, and you're hit with the sort of in between cutscenes or that that whole kind of routine that's between every mission is such a reward that mm-hmm. it makes it all worth it to me. Do we do we want to start talking about the story? Sure. Yeah. Because uh, this story is uh, the story of Katana Zero is uh, Buckwild. Uh, I would I would use that word to describe it. What so what are you talking about the the in between parts, Leo? What what? It, um, it kind of reminds me of um, you know choose your favorite like JRPG, and you'd be okay. out in the world, you know, fighting monsters and you know getting to some big boss fight, and then at the end of that sort of arc, something would happen, and then you'd go back to town. You always go back to town mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Uh, to restock on items and mm-hmm. rest at the inn and that kind of feeling. It's like the game is so intense and so uh, frustrating and like you're you're like amped up and then at, when all said and done, like you complete your mission and it's always a little bit sort of like a hook at the end, like oh did I really complete my mission or mm-hmm. is there something weirder going on here? And then you'd be mm-hmm. back in like your apartment, your getting some tea you're sleeping you're relaxing you're seeing your mm-hmm. therapist in the morning it's like this really great kind of roller coaster feeling of intensity and then like calm or tranquility um yeah that gets yeah, yeah. progressively weirder though mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so there's like a certain sequence of events that more or less always happens so you have like a really intense level then you have like a scene where you're going back to your apartment uh then you have a scene where you have like a really weird dream then there's a scene where you're talking to your therapist and these same three scenes, uh, give or take some other elements, like always happen over and over again. But um, they're always like a, a little bit or in some cases quite a lot bit different, uh, like different things will happen. Um, 
I don't know. Like, I found this game was, like, always playing with and subverting, like, my expectations of what I thought was going to happen. Like, yeah. did you... <laughs> Did you yeah. notice, like, there's so many times where the game's like, no, nah, actually, no, that's not what we're... Because, like, the very... Do you remember the very first level, your your mission is to rescue, like, a scientist? Yeah. And, like, uh, you get to the scientist, and he's, like, uh, all tied up, and you, you untie him, and you're like, all right, let's go. And then the scientist starts following you, and he's got, like, a health bar, and you're like, oh, cool, this is going to be, like, an escort mission. Escort all right, mission, got yeah. it. And, and then, like, a ton of guards... And a ton of guards come in. You're like, all right, got it. I got to escort the scientist. And then the scientist's just head explodes. And you're like, yeah. oh, well, okay. <laughs> and yeah. then they're like, the other, the other, the other, like, really good, like, nah, just kidding, was um, uh, the prison level. Cause, like, they amp you up, like, uh, like okay, there's going to be all these, like, SWAT and police are going to be crawling all over this prison. Like, you need to get in and take out this target. It's going to be really tough. And, uh, and one oh, of the, yeah. the, the mission condition is like don't kill anyone. So you're like, okay, like uh, you How have to the do hell a non. Am I gonna do that. Yeah. Like, all right, okay, okay, I got to do a non-violent run here. And you go in the prison, and everyone's already dead. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. wait, wait, what? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I just found the like, I don't know. The game just toying with your what you think is going to happen all the with time. With your psyche, they're they're toying yeah. with your psyche the whole game, mm-hmm, and they kind of mm-hmm. do it in the whole dream sequence and everything too. Like mm-hmm. you, you, the character has a kind of a creepy dream, and you're trying mm-hmm. to puzzle it, puzzle it out. They're they're withholding mm-hmm. information, and then you go. The character goes to the therapist, and you get a little bit more about that memory that is triggering mm-hmm. that nightmare, and then like you, I started to come up with my own ideas of what was yeah. happening, like what yeah. was. Like certain people were not real, maybe, or yeah, um, or something like yeah. that. But then they started toying out with the dream further, like replacing characters in the nightmare. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so then, like, you never really quite knew what was real. It was it was fucking mind boggling. I was like, oh yeah, my psyche was being torn apart. What's well, a really good like mystery story because they like um, they tease you with all these hooks, like. Um, like why why is your character being asked to kill all these people who is at who is like this entity that is asking you to kill all these people like why does your character have all these weird superhuman powers why is your character having these nightmares like and the um, most important question of all yeah like why is your character cosplaying as a samurai like what right (laughs) (laughs) um so like yeah it's it's a really good and they just tease out little bits of the story over time they do that really well did you guys Uh, by the way guys have that option by the way uh yes yes so the second level is called the uh, it's like the murdoer hotel or something like that but like cleverly the o and the w are out so it's the murder hotel but you talk to the you talk to the, the receptionist at the murder hotel and I've played, I've, I've, I've done two different, well, I did a full playthrough and then a partial playthrough. So I've had two different ac- uh, interactions with the receptionist, but basically the receptionist is like, I mean, your, your character is dressed as a samurai, right? Like a full fucking set. So the, the receptionist is like, um, excuse me, like, who are you and what are you doing here? So like, what did you guys say to the receptionist? Cause you have several dialogue options you can pick. Uh, I think I said something like, uh, oh, I'm here to take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's like, room. oh, yeah, what's with the samurai get up? And you're like, oh, it's it's a bathrobe for my shower. And, yeah. And I'm just here for the shower. I'm going to leave or something like that. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. See ya. <laughs> what, did, what, what, what did you say, Leo? Um, I went with the cosplay route. I forgot. What, yeah. What led me to that. Um, yeah. Because she's like, what's with the robe? And, and one of the options is you can pick like, oh, it's, it's my cosplay. And yeah. then she's like, who are you cosplaying as? Well, hold on, hold on. She just doesn't just ask that. The screen shakes, and she talks in, like, capital letters, I love cosplay! Who are <laughs> yeah, you cosplaying yeah, yeah. as? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who did you cosplay as? Um, Some obnoxiously long name um, <laughs> from an anime. I picked uh, Pikachu. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that was. And she was like, "Oh, Pikachu, but your bathrobe's the wrong color." And then I was like, "Oh no, I'm Pikachu from season seventy-two." And yeah. she's like, "Oh, like, well, wait a minute, shouldn't your bathrobe be like whatever?" And then the dialogue options just say like Peeker, Peeker, Peeker. <laughs> I'm like, "Yes." 
yes, this is. She's like, oh, Pikachu, I see. Like, go right ahead, Mr. Pikachu. Now, but and the then, funny like, part was on the way out. Yes, on the, the way out. The guards there. And uh, the guard's like, hey, I heard, like, there's a bunch of violence here. Like, what's going on? And the receptionist, like, defends you. And, yeah. like, my receptionist was like, oh, no, 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 don't worry. This is just Pikachu. He's cosplaying, right? And then you're like, yeah, Peeker, Peeker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I actually saw that yeah, of, a, of a third, uh, like, third option where you could just piss uh-huh. them off of her and call her an idiot or something like that. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Her face turns red and she, like like is about to rip your head off in a way like i uh-huh. I, I miss i didn't see the entire clip but i was gonna play through that level again to see if i could do it yeah and it seems like n- not only in this interaction but like there's a bunch of interactions with the game that can go a little bit differently depending on how you react to different characters in the game so did, like did you guys talk yeah, to the dance guy the yeah so like the, oh excuse me the third mission um you have to assassinate Someone named DJ Electrohead, <laughs> yeah. but okay. So um, this you're you're getting <laughs> when you talk to your psychiatrist. Your psychiatrist kind of like talks through these weird dreams you're having. Then he gives you a dose of this like weird drug, and then the psychiatrist gives you a hit. <laughs> so you like open this classified dossier, and there's like someone you need to kill in it, and you're like, what? And then, so you've done this a couple nights in a row. And then, like, on the third mission, it says, like, this is DJ Electrohead. Like, do not talk to him. Whatever you do, don't talk to him. And then, like, of course, someone makes you ca- immediately want to talk to him. Oh, yeah. So I talked, well, the first, my first playthrough, I talked the shit off of him. Yeah. Yeah. I did not yeah. talk to him, actually. Oh, you just killed him. I followed my orders, okay. man. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, you missed, yeah, no, you missed I, I, some foreshadowing about what you're getting injected with and. Yeah, some of the story. Yeah. Well, you I mean, miss, I could tell miss, something was going on there. Yeah, you miss a little bit more of the story they tease out uh, with that. Um, yeah, do you guys want to get into like your theories on what's going on with the story? Yeah, we're gonna try. So apparently, <laughs> okay. apparently, they're gonna make more than one game too. By the way, I would imagine. Fantastic! Yeah, yeah. this this game, uh, I would Deserves love it, and more definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely. You, there are enough. Uh, loose ends, I think, in the ending of the game and uh, unresolved uh, conflicts that warrant yeah. a sequel or DLC or whatever. I want to just I want to keep, I I keep like playing as the blonde guy. There's too much of the story missing. Like, you, you have no idea what's yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. To recover. Yeah, I think, I think I've pieced together most of what's going on. So, uh, the story is, like, very uh, ethereal and very... I don't know if you if you've played Hotline Miami, you know exactly what the story is like. It's it's um, it's it's told out of order. It's told, and and this is all compounded by the fact that you're, the main character is an unreliable narrator, right? Like, yeah, because you never quite know what's real. Yeah, because um, and thematically, uh, this will get explained later. But the character, like. He his reality is starting to blur together. He can't tell past from present from you know what have he keeps having these weird nightmares. And near the end of the game, he can't even tell fiction from reality anymore. So it gets really hard to tell what's like actually happening and what he is imagining. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So what are you guys' theories? Hit, hit me with your theories. Here we go. Um. So the, the game talks about like the Cro-Mag and uh, the Lost War, and uh, uh-huh. teases a little bit about a failed experiment by the government uh, called um, yep. uh, the Gamma Program. And, and so, yep. like, the main character is obviously a part of the Gamma Program, and um, so mm-hmm. is this other character called the Dragon, which the, the game uh, teases mm-hmm. uh, uh, quite a bit. And uh, there's a faction uh, in the game that's, like, some mysterious gang that is not a part of the government and they're interested in this drug that the gamma program developed for the, for these assassins mm-hmm. called um chronos mm-hmm. and uh only a few people know how to make it they're a part of that gamma program that's now defunct it's not available anymore mm-hmm. and then uh <laughs> so like i guess the game is uh like a uh constant fight between the government and this uh this faction and 
your character used to be a part of that program and is no longer a part of it. And uh, the stock of Kronos is limited. So you're, you know, everyone's fighting over this re- precious resource that is totally unavailable. That's more or less basically the story in a nutshell. There's a lot of really interesting details yeah. and sub stories behind that. Kind, yeah. You know, kind yeah, of yeah. like, like they don't really go into too much why you know what the dream was about it's some mission during the war where you know you Mm -hmm. have to destroy a machine and your character was a part of that but they don't explain how the war was lost because apparently these these gamma assassins are so elite like there's no way that they Mm -hmm. should have lost so that will be interesting to see in the uh, sequel of the game to see you know what exactly went on there and then Mm -hmm. the little girl is mysterious as well right i think i think the little girl snow yeah, I've heard. I, I I've seen that theory. Yeah, the little girl is what? Snow, no, the the other Snow, assassin yeah. that you get a brief glimpse of. That's like the superior, right below yeah. the boss. They not. Oh, that chick. Okay. They never show okay. the boss yeah, either, which is interesting. I think uh, he's you know the obviously a very interesting character that will make an appearance later. I I also don't think the little girl is real. It, she's not real in the sense that she actually exists in the like present timeline yeah i don't she she doesn't exist in the present timeline she might be a memory that zero has but i I don't think she uh actually because the the leviathan stuffed animal was in the nightmare of him i have i can't make i don't know what to make of the leviathan and the um i can't remember the other one the dinosaur behemoth behemoth Behemoth. the leviathan and the behemoth so um to catch people up uh uh you start uh, when you go back to your apartment. You see this little girl, uh, and she's got these like toys. She's like, uh, she's got a behemoth and a leviathan, and they're like little I don't know action figure like toys. Dinosaurs. She's like, hey, can I? Yeah, dinosaurs. She's... And she's like, hey, one of them's in your apartment, and you're like, no, I, I guarantee, I guarantee you, it's not in my apartment. She's like, no, 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 it's absolutely in your apartment. Can I go in your apartment and get my toy? And I mean, you have several dialogue options, but it's like. No, like your toy is not in my apartment. Why would your toy be in my apartment? But like you let her in, you go through your stuff and like, sure enough, there it is. But I don't get what those that's, are supposed that's to That's so obviously not real, it. right? Like that whole interaction yeah. is fake. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I am firmly in the camp that she is a memory or, or uh, some unreal mm. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I like the theory that she's snow. Yeah, I also buy that she is snow. Yeah. Yeah. What if uh, they what if they were together at the gamma treatment stuff and that was the toys, you know, and she he has Leviathan because she gave it to him when they were young. Yeah. I I also think that like in some sense Okay, so here here's my interpretation of the dream. I think the dream is like this horrible guilt thing that Zero, the main character is going through uh, because it's revealed at the end. Okay. So the way the dream goes um, is your character is having this dream where like there's a boy and like you initially think like, Oh, the character, like the boy in the dream is probably, is probably the main character. Uh, So there's this boy and he's playing with a girl and then like someone comes in. uh, There's a scientist who's like, Hey, run, 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 run. We got to get out of here. And then someone shoots the scientist and like breaks this machine. And this dream keeps repeating over and over and over again. Like, slightly different things will happen sometimes. But um, I think... Because, like, at the beginning of the game, you're playing catch with the girl. And that, to me, is like, oh... Uh, it's the he, same he's girl, confusing. Right? It's the same girl. I think it's the same girl. It I think like it's, he's confused. Yeah, it's like the same pixel, pixel outline. Like, yeah. I think he's confusing his dream with reality. And I think it's this horrible guilt thing because... Um, at the end of the game, it's revealed, like, the boy is not Zero. Um, someone else, like, the Zero is the guy who, like, comes in, shoots the scientist, and, like, probably kills those kids. Because, like, at some point in the game, they mention, like, oh, God, like, I can't believe, like, all the atrocities of war when they killed the children and all this stuff. Oh, yeah, the, the two people uh, in the bar that we're war veterans yeah 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 so i think it's um so what do you what like zero what do you think about the comment yeah. in that same bar scene where they talk about how he's a baby face and he can't be a war vet yeah like how does i think that's i think well it's really weird but i uh i think that's a side effect of the chronos uh so the chronos is the drug that uh the government was injecting these 
soldiers with to make them super soldiers. So the, the Kronos is also what allows your main character to uh, slow down time and dodge bullets and all this stuff. But um, the what, uh, the problem is once you once you stop taking the drug, you go into these like horrible withdrawal symptoms where you you can't tell like past from present, like time becomes like irrelevant. Like there's no, you, you, you can't sense the flow of time anymore. Or like somebody else described it. Like you just get stuck in one moment forever yeah, the game, or something the game like that. A really good description of what happens. It's like you get trapped in, in, uh, in an infinite loop essentially. And that's like the withdrawal from the Kronos. And uh, Zero, towards the end of the game, starts to enter withdrawal from Kronos. And like the game will keep glitching out. Like scenes will just melt into other scenes. Like another one of my uh, favorite things to happen in video games is when like that sort of stuff happens and messes yeah. with your like normal gaming routine. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, because you'll be talking to one character in one scene, and then the same sentence will continue spoken by a different character in a different mm-hmm. scene. So it's like I, I read that as like Zero is having these horrible withdrawal things where he can't keep track of time anymore. Yeah, I like yeah. I, I like yeah. how the game like during one of those uh, episodes of him not getting Chronos, the game has V mm-hmm. punch him, and then he yeah. wakes up in punch the level, him, and you have to you have to start playing the level. And you have no idea that there's nothing wrong. You just thought that's like part of the game sequence. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, you're you're waking up back in the psychiatrist's office, getting an injection. And you're like, ah, yeah, right. yeah. That part was super trippy. <laughs> yeah, the character literally punches you into another scene. It's very good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, to go back to your your question, John, I think it's a side effect of the Chronos. So he started taking it either during or maybe shortly after the war, and like. Maybe that keep, prevents him from aging or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's not quite uh, clear exactly how that, that works. Sense. We're going to need another game to fully explain everything. I, I'm yeah, very right. disappointed so in the lack of the dragon in the game. Like you get ha- like half a level playing as the dragon, and he has the coolest ability. Literally yeah. the best character in the entire game. That and was that was really cool. Oh my god, I yeah. loved all of his ability. Well, his main extra ability, I guess. Because just... the game, an- another another uh, instance of the game, like pulling a bait and switch, like with what you expect, is like all these news reports are like, oh, the dragon is the serial killer who's like killing all these people. And you're like, oh, I'm the dragon. Like, because right. like, oh, there's all these news reports of all these people dying, like right after you completed a level. And it's like, oh, the, uh, we've started calling this person the dragon and he's struck again and he's killed all these people. Uh, turns out, no, you're not the dragon. There is another uh, person who's been in, uh, taking Kronos uh, who has all these uh, abilities, but he's like way better than you. And he like, why you is can, he so can... much better? I don't understand. I want to be the dragon. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. And they let you play as the dragon for one level. And it's the prison level yeah. where you like earlier in the game, you played it at zero and all these people are all like, there's They're just already dead. Yeah. Tons of, Tons and tons of people already dead. Yeah. You get to like go back as the dragon, as the actual dragon, so cool. and like kill, just murder tons and tons of I love, people. That was by far my favorite part of the yeah. whole game. Just like yeah. he puts the tape in. Zero puts the videotape in to see what yeah. happened in the prison, and then you play through. Uh-huh. So my so my cool. theory surrounding kind of that character and uh, why zero like so they say zero doesn't have any re- recollection or any memory after the war and like the events mm-hmm. before and after like he doesn't remember his name or anything i think the real yeah. dragon remembers everything and he's not like he's his mm. own independent party and i think uh like the next game is gonna have more interaction with that character and like zero's gonna get so. some new abilities that from remembering his past yeah mm. yeah because there's there's a lot of um Zero's past. I mean, they tease some stuff out, but there's a lot of it that's unresolved. There's still like a lot of questions that you have at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, also, I loved the like Silent Hill Two reference. There's oh, a yeah, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> there's um like a welcome to Silent Hill sign, but like uh, I can't remember what it says. It doesn't say Silent Hill for obvious reasons. It says something else. But then. If you wait in that scene for a while, like Pyramid Head will just like come by and uh, oh, yeah. uh, oh. he'll just like walk by in the background. I didn't even have to you wait. Can, you can attack him. Oh, can you? I didn't try yeah, to attack I him. A, I got an achievement for that. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I didn't I, even attack him. I attacked the shit out of him because he scared the crap out of me. No, I for me, <laughs> I walked into that room where he shows up. Um, yeah, and he was just there. Oh, like I okay. didn't have to wait. It was just, suddenly I saw a creepy dude with a sword like dragging it along the floor, uh-huh. walking towards me. Well, I don't know if you noticed, Leah, when you kill him, there's like little sparks that come off of his body. Yeah, yeah it's like, like a think- robot or like Adam. Yeah, I think the whole level is a Hollywood set because there was a few yeah. other things you could attack too. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, that's all. I, I I just love the shout out to Silent Hill too because that's one of my favorite video games. Uh, so what else? Anything else on Katana Zero? Any other theories? My main theory is that everyone should play it. Yeah, that's a pretty good theory. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you right now, guys. Uh, this is at the tippy top of my games of the year list right now. Yeah. Yeah. This, it's, this, good. it's yeah. This, this it's blew me choice. away. It was, it was very, yeah. very good. Very, very, very good video game. Uh, very good indie video game. Uh, so today we thought for our top five, we talk about our favorite independently developed video games. That was a great segue, James. Yeah. Thank you. I've been working on my segues. I haven't actually, I don't know. Uh, Whatever. Uh, Leo, what's what's your number five overall favorite indie video game? My number five overall favorite is a little-known game called Clarb Procreation Rift. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah. indi- independently developed uh, for a game jam mm-hmm. back in 2011 mm-hmm. or so. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it wasn't that long ago, right? It was like 2014? Something like that, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert! It was actually done by a couple of the guys who are have frequented this podcast. Uh, me, James, yeah, a couple of the mm-hmm. dudes, and uh, we just put it together for a game jam. It was quite good, though. It it was basically the concept was two aliens were apart via some rift. Like it was like a symmetrical controlling of two characters. Like one, the left joystick would control the left character, and the right joystick would mm-hmm. control the right character. And you had to mm-hmm. try to pl- like walk across this platform that was, you know, deteriorating behind you. But as it was like a top-down movement, and as the stage melted away, like you would have to control one character in like opposing directions to the other character, and it was confusing. And it was great. It was a great game. If I can find the link to it, and the link is still active, assuming that it's still active, I will post it. Uh... In the description for this, and if uh, not, podcast. we will just go ahead and redevelop it and throw it out there. Right. You guys have all the source code, right? Mm, mm, maybe. <laughs> uh, my number five favorite independent video game uh, is one I've talked about before. It's the Stanley Parable. Uh, so uh, basically, the Stanley Parable is uh, a deconstruction of video games. It. Um, uh, so the basic gist of the Stanley Parable is you play as a character and there's a narrator who narrates everything you do, but you don't necessarily... And sometimes the narrator will preempt what you're going to do. So like in the very beginning of the game, there's two doors, a door on the left and the door on the right. And the narrator says, Stanley, that's you, the player character, walks through the door on the left. But you don't have to walk through the door on the left, right? You can like disobey the narrator and then it... Uh, I don't know. There's this He's whole like, that was a bad idea or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. So there, there becomes this whole like dissonance between what your player is doing, what the narrator is doing, and it brings into question. It it just deconstructs like player agency and just deconstructs. I don't know video games as a whole in a way I found very satisfying. So anyway, check out the Stanley Parable. John, what is your number five? Uh, so my number five is uh, Super Hot. It's um, Ooh, it's a really super good indie game. Hot, yeah, super hot. So uh, it's kind of stylish, um, and in similar ways to uh, Katana Zero. Um, maybe not exactly the same, but uh, mm. basically the premise of the game is uh, I don't. I'm not even sure what the story is, but the core gameplay mechanic is um, basically. Time moves only when you move, and mm-hmm. you're supposed to clear the level, um, killing these guys that are trying to kill you. And so you get to play this really. It's it's really kind of a mix between like puzzle elements and strategy. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so you're, you're basically timing everything in such a way that you're dodging bullets, but you're also firing bullets back at them. And you, so you're navigating around the level, killing the enemies and getting to the end. And uh, each, each level introduces kind of a new mechanic. And um, the game itself is extremely unique. There's not really anything like that. Yeah, I'll say the original Super Hot is good, but Super Hot in VR is great. Oh, is, I bet. Uh, it, it's it's one of the VR experiences that is actually way way better in VR than it is uh, normally. I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've Super Hot VR is amazing. Super Hot VR is very very good. Okay, uh, my number four goes back to the one of the OGs of indie games. Mm. Uh, mm. I'm gonna give it up to Minecraft. Oh, uh, nice! You know, these days it would be not really considered an indie game. I don't think. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. but back in the day, it was developed by yeah. one dude, yeah. um, and uh-huh. and you know, it was probably probably a big trendsetter for indie game developers. Like, it's not like you make games if you're an indie game developer, like for being a successful lucrative endeavor like a lot of times people are, mm-hmm. are making these games because they're making a game that they love like the idea that they had you know but mm-hmm. minecraft is a really great example of sometimes you do that and you also just kind of hit the gold mine <laughs> no pun intended uh and mm-hmm. and make something that ends up selling for billions of dollars so it's kind of cool that he was able to reach so many people with something he just was making in, in his garage or something you know so yeah yeah my number four is a game that got its start on the Ouya. Remember the Ouya? Yeah, guys. I do, actually. That rings a bell. <laughs> uh, my number four is Matt Thorson's Towerfall. Yeah. Uh, these days, Matt Thorson is probably better, more well known for Celeste. Uh, but I like his original multiplayer. Uh, I don't know arena? what the hell kind of it's an arena. Multiplayer, yeah. Multiplayer arena, 2D arena. That's it. The 2D arena battle game. Yeah. I don't know 2D how to describe it. Game, yeah. um, <laughs> basically, it's a. Uh, basically, you <laughs> you want to play this game with four players first of all, yeah. uh, because it's the most fun with four players. But it's a like super fast paced. Um, okay, so you uh, basically the gist of it is you have arrows that you can aim and you can try to shoot other people. Uh, or you can try to jump on other people, but uh, the big thing is is it's one hit, one kill. So as soon as you hit someone with an arrow, or as soon as you jump on them, they're dead. So, But also if a round goes on for too long, like the level will start to collapse. So anyway, rounds of Towerfall last like, I don't know, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, like probably... That's eh, pretty long. Maybe a little... Maybe a little bit longer than a level in Katana Zero, but not by much. Yeah, uh, very short. But also, like, if you get really good at Towerfall and you start like predicting what your enemies are going to do. You can like dodge their arrows. And if you dodge right at the perfect moment, you can like actually catch their arrow and like shoot it back at them because that's the other thing. Like once you shoot an arrow, like there's a risk that they could catch it. There's a risk that it'll get like stuck on the floor and then they can pick it up and use your own ammo against you. And and you have limited ammo, limited shots. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's all these modifiers, which, by the way, the best way to play Towerfall is, like, random levels, random modifiers. Just put everything on random. It's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because fun. you can do, like, you can do bomb arrows. You can do, like, invisible characters. You can do, I don't know, all this bramble crazy arrows. stuff. Yeah. Bro, oh, Bramble. I forgot about Bramble arrows. God, those, those are good. I'll play some yeah. Towerfall. Anyway, man. Towerfall is a very good multiplayer battle game. It is good. It's a very good couch. Yeah, by the way, when I say multiplayer, like the best way to play this is with like four people on, on your couch. couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Towerfall. Yeah, good choice. Uh, Thank so my, you. My number four is uh, is a game that I've been playing kind of recently. It's uh, Dead mm. Cells. And, oh, Dead Cells. Uh, yeah, Dead Cells. Uh, it's super interesting. It's um, kind of this, ro- it's a roguelike indie game. The unique factor about this game is uh, mm-hmm. it plays kind of kind of like a looting game in a way. Um, uh, so there's uh, so the game is kind of the same perspective as Katana Zero or or Mario, I guess is the standard. <laughs> <base>. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, you know it's a two D platformer, 
and uh, there's like an element of momentum and time in the game where you want to complete the levels as fast as possible, but there's also this conflicting element of uh, wanting to explore as well. So uh, the reason why you want to explore is there's the opportunity to find better gear in the level, and that better uh, the better gear you find, uh, the more momentum that, or I guess the better chance of you surviving the later levels in the game. Um, but at the same time, the faster you get through the, the levels, the chance that you'll discover something rare in some of the secret areas that are only available if you uh, make it in time. You could um, you know, play kind of the longer, more traditional routes, or uh, as you become more familiar in each playthrough, you can kind of take shortcuts through different routes in the game. And uh, each level is pretty unique. The level design is really good. And um, you discover blueprints as well. For unlocking new weapons so once you unlock a new weapon there's an opportunity for that to spawn in the level in future playthroughs and uh you can get some really cool combinations uh freezing enemies and uh using heavy weapons on them as well and there's really cool skills and traps as well for the in the game so uh there's i don't i, I it's really hard to describe and i think it's like one of those games where you'd have to play through and uh and try it out for yourself yeah dead cells what you got leo number three uh my number three is gonna go to rogue legacy oh wow very similar dead cells and rogue legacy yeah um rogue legacy is like uh a difficult uh, yeah like like john was saying 2d side scroller sort of thing um the Mm -hmm. the the gimmick that made it interesting was that you were meant to die and when you like it was like expected because the game was so difficult and then you would mm-hmm. um have like offspring like your your legacy you would leave your legacy behind and you'd be able to um have a a new member of the family make the same run in the same castle to try to get the treasure but each like mm-hmm. generation would have different sort of random abilities um that made certain runs more more difficult or more easy um, you can always get further and further, like the more your legacy passed on and the abilities became more and more like powerful. Um, I don't know, some combination of that kind of stuff. It was really, really cool um, mm-hmm. and difficult. I like difficult games, so um, they tend to be on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar Rogue Legacy and Dead Cells. I, uh, I, the thing that <laughs> the thing that makes Rogue Legacy for me is I like all of the like mutations that like your, your, children can have all these weird conditions like uh like one of them is like super strong which like that manifests gameplay wise is like you can knock back your opponents farther but like also there's some that like don't necessarily have like a big impact on gameplay they're just like goofy yeah like monochromia like you can only see black and white or my favorite was dyslexia where like when you start reading signs, like they'll just randomly transpose letters yeah. and words. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> well, I like that. Very good. I like those kind of just ones. dumb just dumb stuff like that uh, made runs of Rogue Legacy feel very unique. Mm-hmm. My number three is Hollow Knight. Uh, we had an entire episode on Hollow Knight. Uh, so please go listen to that episode if you want to hear more of my uh, well, any any of our thoughts on Hollow Knight. So I'm not going to go too deep into it, but uh, uh, it's my favorite Metroidvania. So if you like those types of games, Hollow Knight's the best one. <laughs> um, John, what's your number three? Uh, so my number three is Into the Breach. And I think Ooh. you guys have a whole podcast episode on that as well. So I'm not Yeah. Gonna, oh, did we not have you on that episode? Uh, probably I don't think not. Did. I think I, I joined. Oh, well, John. Well, now's your chance. Uh, you got to talk about Into the Breach now. Uh, okay. Uh, I can give it a brief summary. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so um, Into the Breach is um, made by Subset Games, uh, the same guys mm. who make FTL. Mm-hmm. And um, it's this really cool um, isometric, you know, strategy tactical game. I guess the premise of the game is you're a part of this like uh, military unit that has to protect the, the last civilization in one of these galaxies. And there's this alien race that's trying to consume all the resources and uh, like eradicate the human race from the planets. And uh, you play, uh, you you have a group of uh, mech pilots 
and then you have a group of mech units that have a certain set of abilities. And what makes this game super unique and interesting is uh, the amount of options that are available to you in defeating the enemies. Like, um, in some cases, uh, like depending on your mech unit or your, your pilot specialties, you might want to eliminate the aliens. Um, but in a lot of times, uh, you, soon, you soon realize that maybe eliminating them is not the most eff- efficient way of uh, navigating the levels. And so you start experimenting with just keeping your buildings alive and um, keeping your mech pilots alive as well. You, so you optimize around that, and the game becomes really interesting. Or you just let everyone die because mm. yeah, right, life yeah. is pointless. Well, and aliens are going to win. Jesus, wow. I mean, that's... All right, we got really nihilistic sometimes there. That's, uh, sometimes that's where I got to. I don't know. So, so the game oh, answers okay. that by, by, giving yeah. you, uh, by telling you that you go through like a time skip phase where you go back in time and you get a whole new set of pilots and a whole new opportunity yeah. to save the planet. All the planets. Yeah. <laughs> and that's... There you go. That's how that game thematically incorporates a fail state into yeah, it. Yeah, uh, it's important to like, do that, yeah. No, we didn't actually... Well, we did fail. We're just going to go back in time back to in another time and let's try and timeline. Again. Yeah. I'm going to go to a different timeline and try this over again. Yeah. All right. Um, my number two is going to go to Katana Zero because oh, that game has climbed up to one of my top five favorite indie games of all time. So It's very good. Um, it's very, good. I mean, very it's good. got Katanas. It's got Zeros. Uh-huh. I'm bound to love right. it. Right. Yeah. That's it. Good. All right. Well, we did just spend a half hour talking about how great this game is. Um my number two is the uh, 2015 mega hit Undertale. Uh, meh. This is uh, meh. You're not an Undertale guy, Leo. No, I've never been a big fan. Have you played it? Yeah, we talked. We had a whole conversation about how I was meh about it, and you were like, "What?" Okay. <laughs> Wait, we're we're gonna turn my number two into a Leo. You need to defend your opinions on Undertale. Why aren't you crazy about this? I forgot the conversation we had. It was okay. Uh, I just yeah. I don't know what all the hype was about. I don't know. I just what? Yeah, I think the internet had a huge overreaction to that game. Not, I mean, not mm. to be uh, you know demeaning to Undertale. Like that game is a really good game, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was yeah, it was a solid gameplay, great soundtrack. Um, Mm -hmm. And I get that there was like a gimmick there where you can choose to like kill people or not, but I Mm -hmm. I mean, it just seems like it's overly hyped to me. Mm, I think it is uh, adequately hyped. Okay, Uh, it is. uh, It is. It is a very good game uh, that, um, like. The one thing, if you if you don't share a very specific sense of humor, like just like uh, dumb puns and uh, like just like silly video game jokes, like you might not like the the humor that is on display in Undertale. Like, there's a lot of like I don't know, like pun humor. Uh, you might not like that sort of thing, but like. God damn it! I love this game. So, uh, <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll right, have to I'm try a, it out next time. Try it out. I mean, okay. I'll, wait a minute. How far did you get? How far did you so get? So far, I beat a bajillion people. It's okay. Yeah, but like, what? Where? What area were you at? I, it was past the Skeleton Brothers. Past yeah, the okay. there was like an ice section, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. That, that's pretty early. I passed. <laughs> Undertale's very good. It's my number two. What oh, do you got, John? Uh, so my number two is Hotline Miami. Uh, and we talked a little bit uh, about it earlier in mm. the podcast, comparing it to, mm. uh, to Katana Zero. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think I think the game it has a lot of the same elements that Katana Zero has. Mm-hmm. Um, and that what that's what makes it really good. Um, and I think also just because, um, you know, it came a lot, uh, a lot earlier than this game did. So there's a lot of... Uh, originality in it as well so okay yeah mm. hotline miami over katana zero huh oh well maybe katana zero is your number one yeah, we're gonna find it. out in a second yeah 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 what do you got leo my number, your one, number one favorite yeah. indie game yeah uh, yeah is mount and blade warband oh okay uh, developed by a group of i don't even know turkish dudes i don't know where the hell they're from yep. they make great games though uh, the small mm-hmm. company called Tail Worlds. Um, 
they're still working on the sequel to this game about 10 years later. So that's how indie it is. Uh, and uh, it's basically a third person, very difficult. You can die in one hit sort of uh, sword fighting game uh, with mm-hmm. directional input for attacks and blocks. The game is uh, simple enough to learn, difficult to master, and that's usually my favorite kind of thing in life. Uh, I've spent thousands of hours playing this game online. Uh, yeah, it's very good. Usually you can find it pretty cheap on Steam. Look up Mountain Blade Warband. Nice. My number one favorite indie game uh, is a game that uh, uh, is probably DQ'd from being an indie game these days. It's Minecraft. Hey. It's now it's now uh, run by a company that I'm... Well, it's now owned by Microsoft, which has, you know, yeah. uh, not, has anything but Not quite indie, an independent but, uh, developer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think um, this is... Uh, such a like really important video game. The thing that makes me excited is like so many kids, like this was so big, so big with so many kids, Um, you know, uh, probably like five ish years ago. I mean, it's still big now, but like, especially like five to yeah, about five ish years ago, this game was so big with kids. Like there was like the game, uh, but like this game, uh, the thing that makes me excited is like the core thing with Minecraft is like creativity. Like that's what the game is built around. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, that makes me excited for like the future of video games because, uh, I don't know. I just like being creative in video. Like I am really enjoying Mario maker two right now. Hmm. Uh, little mini endorsement for you. Mario maker two is very good. And like, that is uh, a game about, I don't know making levels, being creative. Yeah, it, it scratches the same sort of itch for me that Minecraft did. Anyway, it makes me excited that like an entire generation grew up on Minecraft, and then in like 20 years, we're going to have games made by the Minecraft generation, you know? Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, that'll be cool. That's going to be great. John, what's your number one video game? Is it Katana Zero? It is not Katana Zero, although... What? I think I should uh, redo this list right after the podcast and uh, <laughs> put it up there. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. My number one game is FTL. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Man, yeah. two yeah. subset games on your list. Man. Yeah, I love, I love subset wow. games. They're, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're good yeah. developers. Um, yeah. So FTL, uh, did you guys ever have a podcast episode on uh, FTL? No, we... Not FTL. We talked about no, it quite guys, a bit when we did Into the Breach, but... Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't like as a maybe suggestion for the future episode FTL. Um, it's really good. Um, and I think also it's um, quite different enough from Into the Breach where, mm-hmm. you know, you can make some comparisons, but it's um, it's a whole other game. So, yeah, um, for sure. Like the main difference is like FTL is real time, right? So like all those decisions yes. you have forever to puzzle over and think about in into the breach you, you have, have to make to in real time yeah. in ftl which makes like, that's it, probably the biggest makes it like yeah, difficult in a very different way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's real time and and the objective of the game is uh, quite different uh, and uh, yeah, yeah what you yeah, unlock yeah. too is, is very different as well so yeah. yeah 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 those are the best independent video games of all time you, you sh- of all time yes the, the definitive the definitive list mm-hmm. the definitive list you heard it here don't hear it from anyone else only hear it here uh oh, but yeah. subject to change oh always subject to change like <laughs> I, i'm still forming my opinion of katana zero but holy shit that i don't know if it's gonna crack my top five but that would definitely be on a top 10 indie games list for me Katana Zero blew my mind. And like I said, it's my favorite game of 2019 so far. So, um, what do we have to endorse, guys? Leo, what what what, what are you endorsing? Um, something I've been trying lately is mm-hmm. uh, I've never been a coffee drinker. Oh. Um, my whole life, I always thought it smelled nice, but tasted like ass. Um, yeah, and, it does. It really does. Yeah. I drank tea growing up, or not growing up, but yeah. like in the later years, for caffeine, I would drink like a hot tea, like an English breakfast black tea. And uh, recently, uh, my wife has uh, migraines now and again, and we were at a yeah. friend's house, and they were like, "Oh, you know, she has a migraine. Uh, give her, give her some coffee because the caffeine will help." And then yeah. I realized if you pour enough shit into coffee, 
to sweeten it and give it other yeah. flavors. Yeah. It makes yeah. it still taste like ass, but like drinkable ass. <laughs> right. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Coffee. Very sweet ass. Yeah. It's coffee. Sweet. Yeah. It's, it can make it sweet ass and that's, that's drinkable. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. so lately a, I've been a drinkable sweet ass. Yeah. So lately I've been trying to, uh, to drink some I sweet like ass. You guys, I, I guess I like ass. <laughs> You like sweet drink? Well, you you just like ass. I don't know if you yeah. like sweet drinkable I, I ass. Put, you just I like ass in it just to make it less assy, but I don't like it. Too yeah. Right? Either. Well, it's a, that's well, a little bit, yeah. a little bit of a sweet ass. My, my a small sweet ass. My end goal, my end goal is to get to like a pure black, like manly black coffee with nothing in a it. A manly black ass? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my that's my goal. You know, um, <laughs> but we'll get there. <laughs> For now, I, my endorsement is like a man, Leo. <laughs> my endorsement is learning to drink. Take that coffee. ass like a man. <laughs> Take that ass like a man. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. <laughs> my endorsement. My endorsement is not ass related. Unfortunately, uh, my endorsement is watching the best show ever to air on television. The Do you office. know what this show is? No. No, the office can't even touch Whoa. the high heights. Yeah, right. Of Battle Bots, oh boy. the greatest show to ever air on television. I don't know about Holy that. Holy shit! What? Battle Bots is fucking amazing. Are you shitting me? That was a good show, but I mean, it's no The Office. I don't know. Mm, mm. Have you watched the latest seasons I mean, it's of Battle Bots? Apples Bots? and oranges. Apples and oranges. Mm. It's very sweet, sweet apples, though. These are some sweet-ass apples. Yeah. Oh, man, ass again. Uh, <laughs> uh, BattleBots, if anyone remembers way, way back when, the Comedy Central series uh, in, like, the early 2000s, uh, which was on Comedy Central, uh, that aired for a few seasons and then, like, went off the air forever. There was a couple other... There was, like, Robot Wars or whatever. Um, but then, like... Uh, four or five years ago, um, the Discovery Channel picked up BattleBots, uh, I guess, <laughs> and ran like a season or two or something, and then it like went off the air again. Uh, well, gentlemen, uh, last no wait, uh, I think last year it was either last year or two years ago. Uh, Discovery Channel picked it back up again. It's now rebranded as BattleBots Fight Night. Uh, and it's like it's got super high production values and they like promote it as though it were like a fight. Right. So it's got like a like an MMA or a boxing feel where like there's like an uh, announcer and, you know, he's introducing all these robots. There's all these dumb puns, whatever. The announcer, Farouk, if you watch the show, Farouk is the best uh, announcer. Um, he's, he's like the announcer and like the hype man. Um, but the thing that really makes the show great are the actual robots and they if are you haven't cool. watched well if you haven't watched like battle bots since like the comedy central era like let me tell you in 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 the 20 years since you've watched that show mm. first of all the meta of like robot fighting has evolved so far but also like mechanical engineering that's true has come so far in 20 years like the robots on this season and like last season of uh, BattleBots are either A, incredibly durable, yeah. or B, incredibly destructive. Like, yeah. oh my God. So two oh. robots, uh, yeah, two or three robots to watch. Uh, my favorites real quick. Uh, Manator, uh, he's got like a, what they call, he's a drum spinner robot. So he's got a like metal drum that spins it, I don't know, several hundred RPM. Uh, and, uh, basically he just eats through, uh, you know, metal, your armor, your wheels, whatever, uh, if this drum touches you and, you know, sometimes when the drum touches you, it'll pop you way up in the air. Um, ice wave, uh, they, they took the creators of ice wave took like a rescue saw that like firefighters and like rescue workers use to like saw through cars to like get people out of cars. They use that. But they attached like a helicopter blade onto this rescue saw, <laughs> so it's this like abomination where it's like a um, like it, it, it's 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 like a gas powered saw, but it's got this insane blade on it. Uh, it's ridiculously destructive, but 
the most destructive robot of all, uh, Tombstone. He is a horizontal spinner. Um, he's got a, it's like a 150 pound metal bar that he spins at like, I don't know, like 150 or like 200 miles an hour. So like there's this insanely fast, like really heavy metal bar that like, and he's got different metal bars, right? He's got some that have like a bladed tip that he can use to like slice through. Or if he just wants to bludgeon you, he can just use the like super fast 150 pound like thick metal bar to just like beat the crap out of you. Go watch some YouTube clips. Do it right now. Go watch some YouTube clips of Tombstone. All right. You've, it is- you've sold me on this. I'm going to have to check it out. Oh, my God. BattleBots, the greatest show to ever air on television. All right. John, what do you got? Um, so uh, I've been watching, uh, rewatching and watching um, one of the greatest movie series ever. Uh, oh, yeah. Is it BattleBots, the movie? Yeah. BattleBots, uh, the show, the movie? No, not quite. Um, it's John Wick. The, uh, John Wick <laughs> nice. Close yeah, enough. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, He's basically a BattleBot. When, when I was playing through Katana Zero, I had just watched John Wick too. And mm-hmm. uh, doesn't it feel like, like John Wick has the same ability? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, you know what's really interesting is the stylish elements between the movie and the game. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Zero. The, yeah. There's like just text with like floating characters and rainbow, like rainbow RGB effects, and like mm-hmm. in the movie, in the first John Wick movie, all the Russian people, the subtitles have like that's real, colored yeah, text similar. and mm-hmm. RGB elements element in it. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, oh my god, this this game's perfect. I, love I could the see where some of the inspiration came from the John Wick series, like because you have I, to imagine John Wick does things so perfectly in one try. I, it's almost as if he's had practice. I, you he's know, yeah, because they nicknamed John Wick Baba Yuga, which is boogie, boogeyman in, from in Russian, yeah. and like the the guy in the game is nicknamed, you know, the dragon or whatever, and uh, you know. It's they're both Very unstoppable similar. forces, dragons, and, and like the story is kind of Pokemon. mysterious and out of the way, and the main focus is the visceral killing action. You know? Sure, yeah, a lot of similarities. Yeah, so good, good recommend. Uh, watch, watch all three movies. I, I saw the third one too. Especially. Yeah, I just watched it this weekend. It was interesting though, because like, well, we can talk about that at a later time. I gotta go eat something like right now. All right, uh, real quick, if you have any uh suggestions for us any feedback uh please give us an email at goodgamescast at gmail.com yeah please give us your feedback please uh like subscribe give us a five-star review give us a thumbs up give us a whatever the hell comment i don't know uh it helps us out and I think with that, we're going to call it an episode. We did, we never decided what our next episode is going to be, but whatever. Uh, we'll figure, we'll it figure out. that out. Yeah. Surprise episode coming next. Uh, so for the Good Games Podcast, uh, I'm James. I'm Leo. And I'm John. And we'll see you next time. See Goodbye. Ya. Goodbye. All right. Goodbye. I'm going to go Good, eat Goodbye. my Goodbye. fist. Okay. That's not good. Don't die. All right. Whoa, he ate his fist. Yeah, but there's like, like a max. There's a max timer on any level, which is like what, like a mi- minute, maybe like a minute thirty, two minutes at the most. Like I guess it just felt never... longer because of the intensity. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah That's yeah, what she yeah. said, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh.